What is up everybody? Welcome back to the show. We are back into photo assignments once again today and we are going to be doing photo assignment number 11 which deals with something called subframing. Subframing is a technique where you use elements within your composition to frame up your subject so the end result is a picture within a picture. One of my favorite photographers who uses this technique quite a bit is Robert Frank. Now Robert Frank does street photography and because street photography is improvised you're going to see him using sometimes literal objects that will frame something in whether that's a car door, maybe that's a window and then other times it's very subtle like he'll use buildings in the background to frame in the subject and center them up to draw your eye in. Another photographer whose work I greatly admire is actually somebody that I know through making these videos because he participates in photo assignments religiously and fanatically. I always get like 20 entries. His name is Craig Whitehead. You might know him by his moniker online, which is Six Street Under. What I like about Craig's work is that he takes a lot of the ideas and the approaches from what we saw in the 1940s and the 1950s in terms of street photography, but then he adds a modern aesthetic into it. He shoots with longer focal length lenses. He has a wonderful, wonderful sense of color that he likes to use. Check out how Craig uses subframing. So for this photo assignment, I thought it would be a good idea to start by just showing you some images so you would begin to get a feel for what I'm talking about with subframing. But I want to dig a little bit deeper into it and talk about why it works. Let me illustrate. Okay, this is a blank sheet of paper. This will represent a photograph. I'm going to make a point of something that occurs within visual composition. It is time for some of Ted's patented bad drawing skills. Bear with me, folks. This is not an interesting photograph. This is just a little drawing that I'm using to make a point here. And that is, is this still works in the sense that your eye is drawn to the subject, which is this poorly drawn stick figure down here. And the reason that is, we talked about this in the last photo assignment. This is negative space. And so what you have is you have this extreme juxtaposition between a very low activity that's going on here and the stick figure who's down here. So first of all, the scale, but also the use of negative space. This obviously isn't very practical when we're talking about photography because photography, especially if you're shooting street photography, you're not in a studio situation, you are dealing with what's around you. And typically, for instance, out on the street, you're gonna have buildings and cars and other people and signs and logos and advertisements and more logos and more advertisements. And it becomes very difficult to actually isolate your subject enough to create that type of interest. So for example, I've got a good one that I'm going to show you here. What if you wanted to shoot the Chrysler Building in New York? Chrysler Building is an amazing looking building. And if you've ever been to New York City and you've seen that skyline, you know that it's cluttered with a lot of other stuff. So how would you use a technique to be able to isolate that, to draw your eye into that as your subject? Okay, check this out. This is a photo I'm talking about of the Chrysler Building, and it's been isolated. Now, what is the technique that's been used here? Well, it is subframing. Burrell has used an empty office building to actually create a secondary frame within the composition to show you the Chrysler Building and to isolate it from its surroundings. 
Tom Burrell is one of my favorite photographers. And another thing I want to point out is on the Chrysler building is check out the scale that's involved there in juxtaposition to the size of the photograph. It's really pretty small. And I, my point that I want to make is that when you use subframing, this is a way to start using scale to your advantage to create interest within a photograph, bring interest to your subject. Now, using scale, especially smaller scales within the photo, is hard to do. And that's why most people don't use it. That's why people use longer lenses and they tend to get up closer to things to isolate it from its surroundings but when you do this and you put the effort in, it can be very effective. One other point that I want to make about a photograph is a photograph is a two-dimensional object. So we see photos on two dimensions, whether it's on a sheet of paper, in a book, on a screen, whatever. But a photograph is a representation of a three-dimensional world. And photography does this so well because you have depth of field. You can use blur to knock things out of focus to create that depth. But I also want to point out this: the deal with subframing is, is that you can create subframing by using something that is in front of your subject to frame it in. You can also use something that is behind the subject. So let's go check out a couple examples of this. So we're going to look at some portraits that were taken by Arnold Newman, who is one of my favorites. And Arnold Newman is typically associated with the environmental portrait. So the environmental portrait is you take your subject and you put them in an environment that supports who they are, what they do. And so this first one is a very extreme example of subframing, but this is a sculptor. This is uh, Isamu Noguchi. And his head is literally stuck in the middle of this sculpture. And I think this really proves the point. But it also supports and it has... Uh, a way of bringing your attention into the subject and it supports who they are. And I think another example of that that uses subframing that is probably a little more uh, conventional is this, which is I am Pei, who the famous architect. And we are seeing him through a little window, but it's using a lot of black space. So what he has done is through subframing, he has created the whole idea of negative space and its relationship to the subject. And so it draws your eye in and it also supports the fact that he is an architect. We don't actually see the architecture, but if we did, it would be distracting. So I think this is a great solution that he came up with for that. Another one, this is of the famous pop artist, Roy Lichtenstein. Again, we're using subframing, but the thing I want you to notice here, and this is something that Arnold Newman did quite a bit of, which is use something behind the subject for your subframing. So you can see that there's a canvas behind his head. And what that does is it draws your eye and it creates more contrast. It's a black and white photo between the background and the subject. And it's very subtle, but this is subframing from the backside. And another example of this is the famous painter, Joseph Albers, who did all these color studies that were kind of a square within a square. And he used that as a contraption or a device to subframe against the subject. So again, it creates a little bit of interest. If it were an all black background, it's not necessarily distracting and it would work, but this creates more interest because it's one of Albert's paintings. Again, you see this with Georgia O'Keeffe as she is standing against an easel that has a skull on the top of it. Um, but anyway, that's these are pretty classical examples of subframing the way Arnold Newman did it. Another photographer that I want to look at that is one of my favorites is Dan Winters. Now, this is not a style that Dan Winters is typically associated with. He typically is known for his work shooting portraits of celebrities against flat backgrounds. And these are some of my favorites. And what I like about these, first of all, the subject in this photo is these little figures clear out at the water on the beach and you're seeing these taken between the legs and the foreground. Okay, so first of all, this is breaking rules. Putting subjects out of focus in the foreground is a no-no. It's distracting, it shouldn't work, but he's using it as a compositional device and this is what is really interesting. He's using this to draw your attention and he's using that depth of field with the camera that, that photography is inherited of. I mean, it's not like painting where you have to create that. It exists with a camera and it's drawing your interest in and it's a really interesting use of subframing. Another one that I think is 
really subtle is this pointing hand and it's just framed up between two people again in the foreground out of focus but where's your eye drawn I think it's pretty obvious and then finally another one which is the Statue of Liberty and you have tourists in the front and I think much like the environmental portraits that we were looking at that um, that Arnold Newman had done you're looking at a technique and the importance here is that you're drawing the attention into something that in this case is small in scale but in both cases Arnold Newman and Dan Winters is the subjects or whatever is in doing the subframing is there to support the subject and the intent of the composition I think that is very important so that is subframing and that is your assignment for this segment of photo assignments if you are new to the show and you have no idea what photo assignments are these are these weekly challenges that we do to, that are designed to improve your creative thinking and your overall skills as a photographer Essentially, these are designed so you can go back and do them at any time, but if you want to participate in the moment as we are doing them, basically what I do is I give the assignment on a Monday and then the following Monday I do the recap video and people who have submitted work during that week, I will feature the best ones on the show. So if you want to know how to submit your work, I have an entire video explaining how to do that that I will link up here or in the show description wherever you're viewing this. So go check that out if you want to participate. And as far as a deadline, people always want me to put the deadline line in here and uh, let's do that so today is September 11th 2017 let's go for September 18th is when the next video will go out and I'll give you until I'll make the video on Sunday which is the 17th so September 16th that is your deadline that is Saturday by midnight or whenever or by the time I start doing it I mean sometimes like literally I sit down and there's a couple things that just flew in and I'll consider them so anyway I will make that video on the 17th so just make sure you have your images submitted before then and if you have any questions please leave them in the comments below and if you enjoyed this video please remember to like it share it subscribe to the art of photography for more videos i will see you guys in the next one until then later mm -hmm.